Welcome to the 411 with Leah. My name is Leah. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Uh, Anyways, welcome to my podcast. Um, I've recorded this intro like 10 million bajillion gazillion times. So let me just hurry up and get this over with so I can get this episode out to y'all. But I decided to do this podcast because I had so much fun doing my last one with my friend Megan and I just missed doing it like it was something I looked forward to and I just loved what we talked about and so I wanted to do that again but with a twist of like okay yes let's talk about these intersectional issues or pop culture but like how does that infuse into more than just pop culture or what's happening on Twitter but also how Uh, which is all kind of weird but then also how does it entangle into my life or my decisions so yes we're talking about like systemic oppression in a large scale but then how I guess does that mingle with my life and how does it manifest in my life which will be the space for me to talk about that here I'm getting ready to graduate I'm super scared I'm I'm just trying to find myself in this big world like where do I go what do I do where do I belong as a black woman and the spaces I fit in and who will I be with and like all of the things that your brain starts going on. And I think especially now, even more so now that we're in quarantine, but this will be, I guess, my (laughs) verbal diary, (laughs) but not like, not to him, but just like, I don't know, a space to really catalog what are the thoughts that go through my mind because I am have anxiety, so I have millions. Um, but I don't know, I'm excited to do this. It's cathartic and it's fun and I love hearing what everyone has to say, different opinions. So this will, the space, will, this will be the space to do so. So make sure you follow me on Instagram, um, the, 401 at, uh, the 401 with Leah. And all my episodes will be up on Apple Music, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, any major uh, streaming platform that hosts podcasts. Um, But yeah, let's get into the episode. Okay, welcome to my guest, Alonzo Billups. Hey, hey. So happy new year, hoes. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's. That's out of left field, yo. That's crazy for a Monday. I'm kidding. This is a clean podcast. <laughs> no swear words. No negativity. None of that negativity. Nope. Um, so that was a joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, happy New Year's, everybody. Um, let's hope 2021 is, um, I don't know, like kind of better. Anything, yeah, it anything. has to be better. We can only go up from here. Honestly. Or I think we could go lower, too. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I hope I don't find out. <laughs> But yeah, so today's episode, um, I'm with my ace boon. Uh, don't nobody else use that word except black people. It's actually kind of offensive, so I I don't suggest you add that to your vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm with my bestie, and um, our, so today, like after we talked, because we had a, we had an hour long conversation today, so we didn't already <laughs> talk today, but. Um, And I realized, like, this is my homie. Like, we have been thick as thieves for the last three years. Like, every day, except for six months. We (laughs) (laughs) We were attached at the hip. Right. Like, this was, like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. We've had some moments. (laughs) But, (laughs) no, if... I'm not dumb. Spell, apparently. (laughs) Okay, 
We said no negativity. <laughs> we said swear words. That's the negativity. If you can't spell apparently, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue. <laughs> Are you gonna go? <laughs> Are you gonna spell? Oh, apparently. <laughs> I can't spell it. A P spell it. Spell it. Spell it. A R E N T L Y. Apparently. Okay, Akila. That's right. <laughs> okay, that was an inside joke because one time he spelled apparently so wrong. Shut up. I, it was hilarious. Anyways, um, but so today we're going to just be discussing. So I'm getting ready to graduate and I actually moved out my stuff and that was very emotional. So today we're going to be discussing just our time in college, how it's changed us. Um, ooh, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Hold on. How it's changed oh, uh, us. What's changed us, and I, I guess how we came into consciousness, and by consciousness I mean just aware of our black bodies and the spaces that we inhabit, how we move through the world as black a black man and a black woman. Um, so I'm really excited to get into that because it's changed since I've like I can track the changes since I've been a kid to high school to college now leaving college and what does that mean? So that's what we'll be discussing. So, okay, so I, one of my intro questions that I wanted to ask, um, so I recently gotten back into Frank Ocean. So what Frank Ocean album are you and what Frank Ocean song Ooh. on that album? Okay. <clears throat> I am Channel Orange. And... I knew you would say that. Shut up. Sweet Life. Is the everything best about life is for... Was it for single? And you know me Living in Ladera Highs, the Black Beverly Hills, domesticated paradise. Like, don't even get me started, yo. That whole album, I can run it front to back, back to front, side to side. It ain't nothing. That's how, like, I realized I listened to Channel Orange the way that people listen to, like, uh, Blonde. Okay, so I'm Blonde. Oh. Ooh. And I'm Nights. Okay. Nights is my anthem for life. Every time, every time a song comes on, I'm like, I... Because when he says every day patches a night up, or when he says that, I'm like, my nights are awful. And then I get to the day, and then I repeat the cycle, and I'm on my day shift and my night shift, and it's, this is life. Yeah. Also, white Ferrari. Dang, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <coughs> Don't shame my mental health struggle. No, I'm not shaming it. I'm just saying that was just kind of sad. Anyways, Blonde is my uh, self-control <laughs> banger. What other sad um, song is that I really relate to? You are mixing that popcorn, bro. I'm smashing hard. <laughs> I shouldn't eat. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll think it's AM, ASMR. There's nothing ASMR about smacking them. <laughs> we just moved it to a totally different category. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So I, I think that's a good like get to know you question. Also, I wanted to mention my positionality, just a little bit about me. So my name is Leah, Scorpio gang. I loosely believe it, I loosely believe in astrology. Sometimes it gives me faith, you know, and everything else is on the rocks. Um, gives me something to look forward to. Um, yeah, I'm a black woman, cisgendered, heterosexual. Um, I'm 22 years old. 
So, and I'm Gen Z and I'm about to graduate and I'm shaking in my boots, uh, don't have a job. I keep going on LinkedIn and it depresses the life out of me. If I see one more job offer, I mean, I'm happy for you, yes, but I'm sad for me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a little bit about me and the juncture I'm at in my life. What do you have to say, Alonzo? What's your positionality? Who are you? Okay, let's see if I can remember all of it. Don't say you're a passionate engineer. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, my name is Alonzo Phillips. I am a 22-year-old cisgender black I don't man. know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Feeling I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Did you listen to her new album? No, sorry, I'm not into her folklore. I'm Taylor Swift, 1989 and back. Like pop, country, country pop transition, T-Swift. 1989 was a banger. Wildest Whoa. dreams, style. Because we never go out of style. Anyways. Can I tell you something? What? The first song I ever got grinded on to in high school was to Taylor Swift's, um, uh, was it? We are never getting back together. Didn't you I don't even song? understand how you even grind to that. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. The beat, like, were y'all just going really fast? Because it's like, we are never, ever, ever. It was like, wait, wait, wait. It was like, we are oh, never, ever. One, two, one, two, circle, circle. That's it. It wasn't even circle. It was side to side. It was a swing. That is disappointing. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. Thank you for so. sharing that little tidbit of information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, but get back yes. to your identity. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like in, I'm like being an engineer feels like my identity, so that's why I say it. Viral. Okay. Well, yeah, that's me. Oh, I love I'm him though. I'm not bikes. taking this seriously. Don't take me seriously, anybody. See now, how are people going to supposed to take that? I mean, like, take there are two me voices on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd say give it 50 percent weight, so it's hard for them not to take fifty percent. What I'm saying is, you'll know when I'm being serious versus when I'm joking. My humor is like dry as the Sahara Desert. Like my eye dry, and I have been diagnosed with dry eyes. So, like, <laughs> my humor is just really dry, and no one gets it. So, like, you you know when to take me seriously, and you know when not to take me seriously. But I think everyone takes me seriously hundred percent of the time, and just don't. Oh, okay, I get you. So yeah, that's my identity. We're moving kind of slow because it's a Monday night at seven forty nine, um, and I'm bad at editing, so I don't know how. So we'll see how this goes. It's gonna sound real chop, chop, choppy, but we're working on it. So I'm chopped mean, and screwed. You've officially been chopped and screwed, 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 chopped, chopped. If you know our relationship, we speak in songs. Like if someone says, Alonzo knows if someone says a word, I'm gonna, say, I have to sing it. If the song is in my head, I ha, I have to move it and groove it, and show them what I'm working with. Because sometimes the music just flows through you, and that's how life should be lived. Period. Poo. That's it. Um. So yeah, I think we should get into just a little bit about our journey through college, which I guess would include like how we met. I also like want to focus on every aspect, like. Dating, social life, academics, classroom experience, like let, Mm -hmm. let's dive into it. So tell us what you were doing in college. 
What was I doing in college? Um, <laughs> I came to college, and I came in actually as an athlete. Like that's how I got recruited. Varsity go or not varsity? NCAA. Yeah, varsity. Yeah, I guess is it whatever. Yes, Division One sports, and I was playing baseball. <clears throat> so came in that way, but then I was also studying bioengineering as well. So you know we were trying to do the whole damn thing. You start off with bioe. Bioe. That was my life. Yeah. Well, it was okay. I felt like I was adjusting to college kind of slow and like classes were tough, but I was having a really good time. So it wasn't really like that big of an issue to me. And then sophomore year, I was like halfway playing baseball, halfway not, mainly trying to focus in on school because I was like, yo, And that's when we met. Yeah, that's when we met. Yeah. But I was like, yo, homeboy, you got to like turn it around. So... So yeah, and then kind of dove into the BSU a little bit more, and that's where our paths ended up crossing through. Is it called the BSU? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to get technical, no. It's called Igwe <laughs> But <laughs> it was our BSU. Um, and <laughs> that's how our paths ended up crossing, which was actually really interesting. I don't, I don't know. Well, I feel like we kind of see it the same way, but definitely correct me if I'm wrong. But the way our relationship started was, I feel like it's so nuanced because we don't really know where it started. It kind of felt like it was organic because we met through a mutual friend. Like one day we were we, just, one day we just saw each other. We said, okay. And nothing like that ever since. <laughs> it was like friendship at first sight. Is the best Literally. way to put it, yeah. Because I mess with his energy. I mess with your energy. Yeah, as do I with you, yours. But also, you go, you get me. Like, you get my energy, and that's rare. Like, when I say we just be giggling, like, every time we talk is laughs. Like, I'm wait, not kidding. Wait, wait, It's crazy because literally we don't have to have conversations no more. Like, it's just looks, bro. Like, it's very um sibling-esque. You feel me? Like, it feels like... But he's not forever. a sibling. Exactly. Because he's just, like, a best friend ultimate. Exactly. Because we just talk... We tell each other things we didn't, I wouldn't necessarily tell a sibling. He would necessarily tell a sibling. Like, that's just my bestie. Exactly. Yeah. So... So, yeah, but it was, like, so organic, and then it just, like, kind of grew. Like, we had some crazy times, bro. That was, <laughs> that year was just wild. And, yeah, and we just, like, I was just thinking it. about Park After Dark, and I literally started <laughs> crying. And that's an inside joke. That's an inside story. <laughs> like, we were going through it that summer. Oh my <laughs> Jesus! Uh, yeah, that was a time. So that we've had moments. Time. We've had a lot of moments. Volleyball <laughs> player. <laughs> abort! 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 Um, okay, we're diving deep. So yeah, let's back up. <laughs> but I think when I think about it, like you, sorry if I say like I'm trying to catch myself. Sorry, but I think. That you were one of the anchors for me at Santa Clara. Like, we would go to Stanford together. Like, we had moments. And, at, like, I knew when I was feeling down or I needed to pick me up. Or I knew when I just needed to take my mind off of things. I had you. Mm. So, like, we would just go do something that was fun. We would take our mind off, like, off of stuff. It was great. So, I feel like you were one of my anchors, I would say. Oh, My heart. My heart. It's crazy to kind of hear that out loud because you were definitely one of mine as well. 
I feel like we, we really... every day we spent together. I'm not yes. kidding. Like from I would see him at breakfast, lunch, and then I would just be <laughs> in his room until I went back to my room. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, we literally spent. Dude, we spent like consecutive days together. There was only one day we had fell out. It was because. So our our mutual was driving the car. We were going to get T-pumps. T-pumps is oh. fire. And <laughs> me and him were both racing to go to the front seat. And I like I bumped into him and his little butterfingers dropped his T-pumps. And it no, you rested. don't tell it right. You do not tell it right. You don't tell That's it literally right. what happened. No, I was kind of aggressive. Have... Stop. And I did. Stop. Let me, t- let, me, let me tell the story. Wait. So we were, our mutual picked us up. And we're driving to this boba spot to get the who else was there? The best, I think it was it was us, and then um, this other person. I ain't dropping okay, no names. Who that other there. person is? But um, but we were driving, and I wanted the front seat, <laughs> and you were like, "No, I'm not giving up the front seat." So I said, "Okay, whatever. I'll just get on the way back." So we get to no. T pumps. And we get our like we get our little uh, boba or whatever. And at this point, like I'm really easy on Leah. Like I'm like, okay, bro. Like you was moving real weird in the car. I don't know why. Like I couldn't get the front seat. You already know like what the schneel is. I don't know what's going on. He'll Anyhow. be okay. <clears throat> this was this was like so we weren't friends friends yet. Exactly. We like were we like, were cool. We were real cool. Like we would kick it a lot. We were associating. We, we were associating. Super close. Yes, exactly. And. <laughs> We sit over here and get our boba, and we're going back to the car. And you know, I'm walking a little swift, trying to get to the front. And here comes Leah running with her little five. He was like, he was ready to step. And she pull up at the car, (laughs) and she like hits my T pump out of my hand. No, I jerked him really hard. Like I, I jerked you, and you dropped your T pumps. That's literally what happened. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Bottom line, my T pumps was not in my hand. So you got butterfinger, and you dropped your T pumps. I didn't drop my T pumps. Okay. Anyhow, yeah. And then I was like, I need to chill on you. I'm and then you had a stank attitude. When I say stank, like I say, shake that monkey in the car, and he didn't even give no action. Couldn't even belt the two short lyrics. Yeah, that was, was like, like the first like little tiff that we had, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't super big. I was just like, bro, like that was so childish. Like, what in the world? Which <laughs> does not warrant uh, elevation in my book to like best friend status. But I think like our second break. Definitely warrants. And that the, was a break. Exactly, yeah, because it was enough time to kind of think through everything. So I said, listen <laughs> to the song here in, in my heart. heart. <laughs> a melody yes. to come anew. I don't know what the Oh, the time has How you gonna come skip? How you for gonna skip? my boys to be heard. <laughs> they will not be pushed into Keep your, your own. <laughs> That's what I said to him. That's how I felt. I really felt. I felt alone at a crossroads. I felt like I wasn't at home in my own home. And I tried and tried <laughs> to say it was on my mind. These lyrics. <laughs> and you should have known. Oh. <laughs> now I'm done believing you. <laughs> you don't know what I'm feeling. I'm more Curtis, than what Curtis. you made of me. <laughs> I followed the voice you think you gave to me. Yo. And now I got to find my own? My own? Oh, oh. My own. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much what it was like. 
Five second break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Dreamgirls musical. <laughs> I don't understand why Eddie Murphy did not win an Oscar for that performance because I have the soundtrack on my Spotify and I do listen to it from time to time. And I listened to I Want You Baby and I'm like, and then Jimmy Got Soul. And like, stepped he, into the, was like, it Bad Side? Stepped into the Bad <laughs> Yeah, Eddie Murphy should have won an um, Oscar because he played the mess out of that role. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. King. I might watch that tonight. And then, um, you stay watching movies. True. What were we saying again? Um, so yeah, our second breakup. <laughs> yeah. Our second friend breakup was like kind of traumatic. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the reason we broke up is very telling. Friend breakup, friend, people, sorry. The reason we stopped associating, the reason he wasn't my ace was because I feel like there's this tension at Santa Clara, which I feel like we can talk about, but where it it sometimes feels as though some black men don't have to understand or relate to black women, and it creates this chasm. Yeah. I think that's that's true. I think we definitely didn't have to think too much about, like, kind of what it was like to be, well, just a black girl on campus, period, because... I think Santa Clara bred this weird and like. You weren't supposed to say the name. Leah, you've been saying Santa Clara this entire podcast. Have I? Yes. And you said Stanford. How quick you jumped at me, though, and you've been doing that. That's why I said it. That's why I was like, where we went to school, I kept it very nuanced. And you was like, yeah, at Santa Clara when we went up to Stanford. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Shot, 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 <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Everybody, yo, oh my stomach okay, hurts. Okay, continue. My stomach hurts. <laughs> continue but um yeah because santa clara just kind of bred this toxic um environment where it was like black men with the i guess the prize would be the best way to way to put it because we were so in a weird way exactly yeah we were so far and few between and a majority of us were like athletes and you know a a, a few were cute yeah okay okay (laughs) but um (laughs) But yeah, and it, it kind of felt like pe- being pieces of meat, you know, because I can I can name six different occasions where at a party a girl has come up to me and been like, "Oh, like I've never been with a black guy before," and I'm like, "Okay, what that got to do with me?" So it was like it was stuff like that, but then to also on the other side of it be so welcomed into the like social side of a school right made it really it made it feel like a dilemma when it wasn't a dilemma it was definitely just like a wrong choice so <clears throat> something happened so um a former friend of mine bold emphasis exclamation mark on former <laughs> we had a mutual and our mutual is a black guy 
and this this girl she was like well i don't know if i want to date him because like i so we went to go see a star is born and bradley cooper's in that with that stringy hair greasy hair and she was like, I I, I want to date someone who has, like, I want to hold onto their hair. This is a black. So what she is comparing that to is a black guy who has, like, a, a fade or what is it called when it's just shaved kind of low? Oh, like a ball fade? Ball cut? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something okay. like that. Just like a, 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 just a haircut. or Like a shadow fade. He, well, I don't know. Okay, I don't know what haircuts are. Anyways, or he might have had a fro. So he had like a kind of like a small fro and she's like, and she's like, I, I want to run my hand through his hair. Is that racist? And I said, well, if you have to ask, um, I think you kind of answered that question for yourself and I'm the wrong person that you should probably say this to. Huh? <laughs> Yo. But that's a microaggression. <clears throat> yeah. And what she was basically saying was, I don't know if I can date a black guy. I'm into white guys. Like, is it, he's not normally my type. And I said, well, and I said, you should leave this alone then if you're having this dilemma because you're showing yourself. And I don't think this is a good thing. She also made a thug joke with me. And after that, I was like, yeah, I can't get X nay. I mean, so we were doing, so what happened was, um, we were doing something for our work and it required us to like do a certain like performance. And she was like, we should do a thug walk. And I said, what's a thug walk? And she didn't have anything I said, but I digress and I walked away. Because I was like, you're the, you're the, why do people say this in front of me? Or really any black, at all, at all to any person, to any black person, and then to me. Why? (laughs) First, you're going to say it, and then you're going to say it to a black person, and then you're going to say it to me. Right. Because what about me is like, say that to me. (laughs) Talk to me dirty. (laughs) Talk to me nice. (laughs) Say something racist. Say it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I've had, like, I could tell stories like that. You know what's sad, though? I could tell stories like that for days. Dude. Yeah. I'm right there with you, sadly. And that makes me sad. I should, but I've experienced that in, like, dating. Because one thing I feel like we don't talk about on our campus, and this is kind of one of the reasons me and Zoe fell out, so that can maybe lead us into this no one on our campus talks about colorism and it really bothers me and it bothers me in my personal life because like if i try to tell like my family members they don't think it exists okay um and then on campus it clearly exists like it clearly exists um because you find like you see that lighter skin black women are able to participate in certain spaces that women who look darker skin brown more brown skin do not get to participate in or they're not treated the same or solely based on your hair texture like i had this one black guy saying to me i only date a girl with loose hair uh, loose texture loose hair texture and it was like hearing things like that was really demoralizing for me because i realized mm-hmm. and i'm actually writing a paper about this i, re- I remember having to feel like everywhere i went i had to be on a 10 like even more so than usual. Like I had to look like my hair was nice, my makeup was done because if I had and I felt like people would be like, oh, look at that, you know, ratchet ass black girl or who is she? Or, you know, some people can, they'll say to me, oh, Leah, you're very well spoken. And that mm-hmm. kind of bothers me because why wouldn't I be? I mean, and I'm from Portland too. So I, I speak where I've grown up, you know, I speak the way that I've grown up. And so I really, I just 
I just felt my body judged so much more differently than other people, uh, than other black women on campus, particularly those who were lighter skinned. And I felt like certain judgments were placed on my body. For example, like people think that I'm aggressive, <laughs> angry, or a and that really bothers me or they blame things on me or just because I really am monotone and I'm really am blunt. But Alonzo can attest this, I'm such a, I'm a sweet person. Say yes, you are. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you are. You really are. <laughs> and I just felt like maybe because, and part of it feels like it's you're gaslighting yourself because I want to believe that that's not the case because it's my skin color. But I have no other choice but to believe that. Because it how colorism ties in how we fell out. And I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. And it kind of makes my heart beat. Boy, you got my heart beat running, running away. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to get serious. But it like, because I asked him, I said, who do you know that's dark skin in our age who's like famous, famous? Like, like Zendaya famous. Like, mm -hmm. and look at the way Zendaya looks. And people, of course, people want to say Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer, love her, but she does not count. Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, why? It, because like she's like a B list C list. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love Kiki. Don't get me wrong. That's not you know what I'm trying to say. Like she's not. She's black people famous. She's black people famous. That's why. You don't think white people know her? Not that many. I bet you they do. White listeners, if you know Kiki Palmer and can name three of her movies, I'm wrong. Can I name three of her movies? Well. You are you a white listener? That's messed up. You ain't had to. You had to do that. All people of all races, creeds, <laughs> and colors. Everyone out there, <laughs> if you hear this <laughs> message, <laughs> if you hear what I'm talking about, and you know Kiki Palmer, and you can call in to our station, movies, <laughs> leave a review and name those movies, <laughs> and give me five stars, please. And subscribe. You like that plug? I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, or, and Normani kind of doesn't count because her management is awful. Are they? Yeah, like she hasn't put out an album in forever. She hasn't put out an album, period. Oh. Dang. Anyway, so, and let's not get into the nuances of the argument because I just can't have this argument with another person because I've had it with so many because I've asked so many that question and yet have not got a good answer. Um, and I was kind of like pressing him, so I'm like, come on, like name somebody. Cause I want him to get to the answer that it's no one. Mm -hmm. No one, no one. It was nobody. 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 <laughs> Who can love you like nobody. nobody. <laughs> I'm glad we both <laughs> got it. Nobody. And so, Wow. So then he was like, Leah, why are you pressing me? And I was crying having this conversation because I, I started to tell him, like, I feel like I experienced, you know, certain behaviors from certain people in my life, uh, both adults, uh, professors, students, peers, based on my skin color. And he was like, I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't have, I don't relate to, I, it's basically like, I don't feel you. And that, that became like the first topic where we couldn't discuss, like, we talked about everything every day at all times and that became like something we couldn't discuss and it kind of broke my heart i was like 
And, and, and also my sophomore year, I was like learning about who I was as a black woman and what did it even mean to be a black woman in this world? And what did my body mean in these spaces? I had no idea. I don't, I don't know why. Well, I mean, I do know why I was in Canada, but it was different where I was at in high school. So it's just really hard. I, I, it was really traumatic. Like I was, I was going through a crisis in my sophomore year, but so were you. So we were both struggling. Yeah, we were both going through it, yeah. And I think in terms of that situation, um, I think just as <clears throat> it sucked, like it really sucked for me to, for us to kind of get there, you know, and be like, dang, we can't even talk about this because I didn't really understand where you were coming from. And, well, I wasn't really coming from anywhere. But I think, like, that was just a really tough, like, barrier to get through. And from on my end, I knew it was just so, it was frustrating for me, especially the way that it, like, kind of happened, af- what happened after that conversation. Because I was like, yeah, if you just, for me, like, I just had to be talked through certain things. And I felt, I don't know, like, as a He's best friend. folks. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like as a best friend, I was like, yo, like if we're really like ride or dies on this, you'd help me get to an understanding where I could feel you. And um, I guess like that was, we had obviously at this point, we hadn't talked about like boundaries or some expectations right. of one another. And I think for me to feel like that on my side, I was feeling like just so hurt. So I was like, well, dang, yeah. how are you going to sit over here, press me about this topic? And then now you sit out, sit out here and just cut me off. Like, this whole time, like, I thought we were Wodies. Like, we used to kick it every day, like, day in, day out, and then this just happened. So, it was just so crazy for me. My viewpoint from that was, I felt like it's not my job to sit here. I tried to tell you I was going through. You told me no. Uh You didn't get it. So, what more is there for me to say if you want to know more? And I'm also a person where, if I want to know more, I'm on Google. Like, what are the resources? Let me figure this out. I need to know. And, and I understand that sometimes, like, that's not a good thing. I just feel, I feel most of the time that black women are expected to coach black men through how to be empathetic towards us. And, yes, I understand that it needs to be done, but I don't want to do it. Sorry. I need payment. So if y'all want to pay me for some life coaching, I'm open to offers. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. No <laughs> certification, no nothing. <laughs> but I'm serious. No PSA. <laughs> I'm serious. Because I feel like I feel like a lot of my black male friends I have, like when I meet them, they're one way. And then when you know we progress, I've helped okay. them level up. I'm so serious. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I can name. No. I'm not talking. I didn't say you, so don't even worry. <laughs> but I, I will say I have helped you a little bit. I'm not even going front. <laughs> But I can like name on one hand how that's happened to me. And it just, I end up being like an emotional girlfriend and I, I want to be a real girlfriend. Like I've been seeing so much stuff in the grocery stores of with Valentine's Day stuff already. And I'm upset. And the reason I'm upset is because I'm bitter. But at least I know it. <laughs> I'm bitter. <laughs> at least I'm saying it though. Uh, there's no, there's no point hiding behind the curtain here. I'm bitter AF. Yeah, but that, and that's kind of why we, and then we had another conversation, which I don't even think we should get into the minutiae of the conversation, but I was like, it literally, let me just get to the end. I was like, do you read? (laughs) Like, it it came off really rude. And I can't admit that. I was like, do you read? And that was very pointed. Because at this point, I was reading a lot. And when you read a lot, you just gain all these different ideas and you're trying to process them. 
and I was like, maybe you should read, and I kind of yeah, just skipped. Yeah, which was, was so... And yeah, for that six was months. messed up. Because also, if we run that whole <laughs> whole perspective back, <laughs> the fact that we were you're in your sophomore year, I'm in my junior year of engineering, and to believe that I would read anything that did not have fundamentals of or electricity or things that are moving, believe meant that I was doing <laughs> stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Like, and <clears throat> that's true. Well, I but the the thing was. Like, I, the way that I learned to deal with conflict, and maybe it's because of how I was raised or how I saw things, is you just don't say anything when someone does, crosses your boundary. You just don't say anything. You just have to keep taking it. Because the way that I saw it was, if I tell this person I don't like that they're doing this to me, or if I voice how I feel, then they won't love me. Which, my therapist asked me, was I a people pleaser? And I guess I'm that way I am. If I don't know you, I don't care about you, who cares? But I really do care about like the people I love and what they think of me. And so I thought that if I told people, I don't like when you do this, that they wouldn't love me or they wouldn't see me the same. But it was really just setting boundaries. And I, didn't know, and I also didn't even know, I'm the type of person, I'm a retrospect, I'm a retrospect person. I always look back and be like, okay, this is really how I felt in this moment. But it's really hard for me to process like what happens to me. Because I'm, I'm an overthinker. Like I need to really think through things before I'm like, okay, this happened because of this, because of this, and because of this. Um, and so I just didn't know how to say all of those things where I felt like you, I tried to open up to you about my identity and you were basically like, okay, and? And that really hurt me because I felt like anytime you were going through something, I was there with open ears. And I may not understand, but I was always open to listening. And I think what we had to, what I think we grew to do is you know, listen to understand, not listen to respond. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that's where true. we evolved to. Yeah. Which, exactly. which is true empathy. Exactly. No, that's very true. That's very true. Well, I'm happy with where we are today. I think this is the first time we've really talked about our friend breakup. Is it? Like, like really dissecting it, but from like, I'm not mad at you at all. Is it? I feel like we... Done this no, this is like the first time we've been really in depth where I've like actually oh. just told you how like this is really what I was going through. I guess, yeah. Cause I don't want to hurt. I don't ever want to hurt your feelings, but that's what I was experiencing. Dude, you, yeah, you can't hurt my feelings. But, though. I mean, you. But can, that's what like, <laughs> like, if it's gonna make me better, it's not gonna be hurting my feelings. Like I feel right. like, and I think, and I think from my perspective, that was a thing that was just so crazy to me because I was like. If you got something that's, like, just let me know. Like, yo, you're just not, like, you're not getting it, bro. Like, you got to do so much more. But then also help me through that process of how do I do more? What do I have to do in order to do more? But then also do it in a way where I'm still able to continue what I am doing. Like, at that point, like, I'm in school and everything. And not saying that, like, an identity is less than what I'm doing in school. Don't get me wrong. But it's, like, one of those things where... Like, damn, a turkey can only do so much. You're surviving. Exactly. Exactly, yes. And I think there has to be, like, that communication of, look, like, though, this is what's going on, and this is, like, how I'm kind of getting through it. And then a mutual understanding on the other side as well in order to, like, kind of come to an understanding of the situation from both sides. It's it's one thing I realize is you, how I felt as a black kid growing up, because one thing I want to make sure I'm doing is speaking to my own personal experience. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll try my best not to over... I will try my best not to generalize, but some things are general. Just putting that out there. 
Um, but I feel like a lot as a black kid, I was just putting my head down and working so hard, working so hard. And then I got to a point where I had to, you know, put my head up from the water and I was like, where am I? Mm -hmm. And what does this mean? And that was hard for me. I, I It was like learning how to swim. I was like, I don't even know what are these words? What are these ideas? What are these thoughts? What are these theories? And it was so scary. But I felt like we were, because it was my major, we were coming to it at different points. Exactly. Like, I felt like if you, had, if you had taken ethnic studies classes, it would have been very different. And I feel like that's for everybody. People were like, I wish I would have taken ethnic studies classes. Like, my one of my first, like, upper div ethnic studies classes was race and mass incarceration during my sophomore year. Do you understand how depressing that is? Like, I was depressed every class. Doctor or My professor at the time was like... <laughs> Leah, you can take, so you can take the day off. You can take the week off. Just let me know. Like I was, cause we would be watching, we would be watching these movies and these stories about how mass incarceration and the prison industrial complex, how it was formed. So, okay. It's sad. And then how it wreaks havoc on pe black people's lives and how they, that you can literally see them fall victim to a system. Like you can see the, the larger hands at play. And there's nothing they can do about it. And that's, it was just breaking my heart. I'm like, and then I just got to play. I was like, is this what we're set up for? Like, I, this is, this is what we're set up to do. Like where we're supposed to go. What hope do we have? What, what's our chance in life? And that's just some scary thoughts to have with no therapist, no one to talk to. I had no one to talk to. And I was so sad. I was so scared. No resources. But I'm all right, ish. Ish, <laughs> ish. <laughs> I'm trying, you know. I'm trying to work on myself. Aren't we all, yo? Aren't we all? I know. So I feel. Also, if you're wanting to read a good book, read *The Vanishing Half*. It's rocked my world. I'm sad I finished it so quickly. It was such a good story. Anyways, I think reading. You know, what you used to read it. Did you? Oh, oh. I uh, maybe I won't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> You're dummy disrespectful, bro. You're dummy disrespectful. <laughs> Yo, that was uncalled for. That you was, saw my thought, was, like my eyes were like going in. <laughs> I thought process like uh, uh, uh I was really thinking. I mean, you thought out loud, yeah. <laughs> Oh wow, that was see, up. like Alonzo gets my humor. I'm not saying that to be me at all. That's literally my thoughts, and it was kind of funny, but not not harmful in any way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, so let's talk about. I feel like, I feel like this is like my goodbye letter to college. Mm. For like. Aud uh, I don't know what the word is. Like aud auditorily? I don't know. Um, I, on my podcast, the 411. Um, it's like my good... It's like... Because you've already said goodbye. Yeah, but I feel like it was just as crazy. I Actually, no, I'm not going to compare my experience to yours. But I know mine was just very crazy and kind of surreal. Um, just because like, when you end... I did three and a half years at that school... And then to sit over here and it be cut off with six months left to go. And you have like, I've been working a ton 
to get to this point, and then you're just really just riding for senior spring. Like, easy classes, sun's out, day parties, like, everything quintessential, like, college experience. What? We don't party. What? No, I do. I ain't gonna let that lie. Uh Uh-uh. I go out. Not during a panty, but... Um, I'm a homebody, and I would never do such things. I'm totally you. hireable. <laughs> you just try to make yourself hireable through your podcast. Okay, I'm plugging myself. I can tell you plugging it all the way. Plug it in, plug it in, like a whole glade plug in. <laughs> so, um. No, but I feel like it was just so crazy for that to happen. And then you have like these four months or four or five months, whatever the time was, um, where you're at home, like with your family 24-7. Non-stop every day. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like going from total independence to... Autonomy. Yeah, exactly. Now going to living under a... Spell autonomy. Huh? (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) I said said spell autonomy. A-U-T-O. N O M Y, autonomy. Akila, period. Stop testing my spelling, okay? Because one one of these days I'm gonna mess up, and I don't want that to be caught on little voice recording or whatever. Uh, audio. <laughs> Not uh, audio, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So, uh, um, I have to agree with you. Yeah. I think why it was really hard to say goodbye, and I really want to break out a Dreamgirls song, but I will spare you. Uh, but just know, if you're a true music, if you're a true Dreamgirls fan, you'll know what I'm thinking. It was really hard for me to say goodbye, my love. It's, it was hard to see me cry, my love. It was hard to open up that. <laughs> Idiot, bro. Idiot. It, it was so. It was hard to say goodbye, so I went um, on New Year's Day. We drove down to California to get my stuff, and it was really hard. Like I was crying as I was driving around. Cause I was, I'm like, I'm saying goodbye to my home mm-hmm. for three years, three and a half years, and no matter what I experienced on campus, it was my home. Like I knew what to expect. It was my every day, my day to day, and I, it was, I was, I'm, I was leaving this, and I'm going into the unknown. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't have a job. I, I don't know what the future holds for me. And that made me kind of sad and just, but I was bittersweet. I was like, why am I crying? You know, I'm ready to start this new chapter of my life. And I've also been in school for how many, 12 years. That's a long time. And I'm about to go back for three more years. Um, and what is life going to be like? Not I think you've been to in school, school longer than 12 years. 18 years? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to do fucking statistics. <laughs> I got a D plus in statistics. That's not so statistics. Not <laughs> I just said I'm not good at math. Okay. That equation. I thought I didn't have to take math. Bro. I didn't. The only thing that I'm good at is um, algebra and factoring. That's it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't I, do anything okay. else. Okay. I feel you. But, um. Maybe but I'll. No, I, told, yeah, I totally so. get you. But it's like. It's really weird, too, when you have to sit over here in this place that you got home for however long it was, an extended amount of time where you knew, you knew yo, like, this is where I was going to be between September right. and June. And then now all of a sudden, like, that gets totally thrown out the window and you don't know what's about to happen next. It has me 
really dealing with like my childhood self, Mm -hmm. like my inner child. I'm trying to reckon with who I was in this space versus who I am now. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard for me to do because I'm, I like have these laps in my memory and then things will pop up and I'll remember like, you know, cause you're only so, fo- you're so focused on what's in front of you that right then that you forget about what has happened exactly. and being in this space has like caused me to reckon with what has happened. I think that that's been like, what's been really weighing on my mental health is like, how did I get to where I am? Where am I going? Who am I? Yeah. What does this mean? And it's crazy to realize like who you were in that space. Like what, even if it is just your childhood room or the place where like you kind of grew up, but there are certain things like it's kind of like the environment changes, switches things in your brain where it's like, okay, I have to ask about everything and I have to do things a certain way. Whereas back at school, you right. didn't have to think about certain things. Like you did it however you wanted on your time, whatever, whatever got it done in the way that was most comfortable for you. Right. Like you just did that stuff. And then now you're going to this place where some of that stuff is not welcomed or accepted. And it's like, well, shoot, I think how do I, how do I make this? Because now I'm this full grown person right? and I have these tendencies, but now I'm like put into this cage. So what, <laughs> what do we, how do we make this work in order for me to be fully grown in this new phase of life that nobody really you're knows not. how to do it? You're not grown. They'll, and your parents, my parents will let me know until you pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You're not grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like for me, it, it was looking on my path. I'm like a person where I will overthink anything. It could happen. It could have happened, what, 10 years ago? And yeah, I'm still I'm like, still well, you, you did this, this, and this, this is wrong. Um, and I start judging on my past and like shaming and guilting myself, weirdly. Because I have, like, this imposter syndrome mixed with why was I given this opportunity as a black person, you know? Like, how did I get to where I am as a black person? Especially when I'm learning in classes, like, this is where we're all supposed to end up. It, it kind of leaves you feeling really hopeless, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And I don't, maybe it's because I'm, like, really lost at this point in my life or whatever. But it just makes me think, like, and I hate to be a downer, but I feel kind of hopeless sometimes. I'm like... I'm only spo- I, as a black person. I'm really only supposed to reach this level, and I feel like whoever is going to make that happen is going to make sure I, that's as far as I get. Like as much as I want to break through glass, what glass ceilings? You just like read these books and you hear this history, and it's like really how far can you go? And then you look at some black people who have so much wealth. I was talking to my mom about this, but they seem really lonely because they're not connected to most other black people who don't get to experience that that lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you work so hard to attain all of this wealth, but look, who do you have around you that can relate to you? So then it has me wondering, do you, I want wealth or do I want community? Or how can I have both? And I, right. Whoa. I think and that's what my mind be going through. wealth and giving it to your community. That's how I think. I kind of say yes, but then I also feel like, is money really cracked up to everything? Like, well, if really you're going to talk up? about it within this structure, then yes. You feel yeah, me? I Duh, yes. Yeah. But, like, really, though, at, when we're talking about life and the meaning of life, is it? No, it's all about experience and relation, I believe. But you need to have, you need to have money to have experiences because... you. you okay, but now we're back to the same a, thing a, that you like everything. know about. The structure forces money to be the thing that you... Money is a key. To all this We're stuff. talking about capitalism, folks. Exactly. If you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is sad. Which is really yeah, sad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just, this is what my mind be going on. If you couldn't tell, um, I'm anxious as all get out. Because this is what my mind be doing. Uh, But I'm also, Alonzo, do you think I'm a deep person? Yeah, we be talking about some deep stuff. Um, I'm not a light, well, I can have some light conversation, but I love making either dry or dark jokes. So maybe not. I don't think we like small talk. Like, oh, I don't so do small talk. Like, how was your day? Like, I just found out what his favorite color was. And we've been friends for yeah, three years. exactly. Like, that isn't... <laughs> like, yeah. But I think that's where we kind of align it. Because it's like, what do we... If we're not going to talk about something for a reason... I mean, but let me not get this wrong. Because we could be on the phone just chit-chatting for hours. But we could... We'll that's talk true, about topics, but though. we weave in and out of stuff. Like, we'll talk about something serious, crack a joke. Like, we've done this whole time. We, we were really talking about some serious stuff, but we have been dipping in and out. Exactly. But I love to have a light conversation mixed with a little bit of depth, you know? Like a roller coaster. Or depth mixed with a little bit of light. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know I'm goofy. Mm-hmm. I just figured out why I'm goofy. My grandma is so goofy. She's hilarious. Really? Like, her being here, I've never laughed harder. <laughs> My grandma goes to me, she comes to my room, she this morning, she goes, I'm such a dumb A. I go, Grandma, what are you talking about? I didn't spend all my money, now I ain't got no money to spend. <laughs> That's how I feel every day I buy something. <laughs> and every day I still buy something. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you have to, you spend money to make money. Okay. You're I'm not an economist. Don't have a degree in econ. <laughs> have to drop it. It was the hardest class. It was econ one. Had to drop it. So don't take any of my financial advice seriously. <laughs> I'm Leah BMF Sparkman. <laughs> Full money pants. Yes, BMF <laughs> is definitely <laughs> your middle name, yo. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just want to say shout out to. My bestie. I literally just looked down and saw that beignet mix. I need to send you. <laughs> Please send the beignet mix. But big shout out to you for really taking on this endeavor. And I think it's fantastic to kind of open yourself up I'm to vulnerable. this world of people. Yeah, but be- being very vulnerable to this world of people that you don't know, but you're willing to share yourself with. Can I keep it a buck and with you? share people. Yeah. I wonder do I not, but... um. <laughs> I've never felt good at something, but this is something I actually really feel good at. Like, growing up, I felt like, well, I had to be good at a sport or I had to be good at singing because that's what that was portrayed to me. That was what black people had to do or that's what I saw my peers around me pursuing. But I actually feel like I, this is something that I, I'm good at. Like, this makes me feel good. And it feels kind of like, I want to say my calling because uh, this is my calling, but it feels very powerful. Yeah, and I'm so like that really warms my heart too. Does it? Because <laughs> you didn't have to do that. You know what? Never mind. Just great don't even be I'm like that. For this podcast to take off. <laughs> Disrespectful. Um. <laughs> no, but I'm very thankful that you have me as a guest today, and hopefully, I can be back if I act right. That's up to you though. Act up, you can get smacked up. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. I think that this went well. Let me know. Um, my little requested that we talk about dating on campus as a black woman. Ugh. It could be like a five minute podcast, but it could also be like an hour or two. 
because it could be five minutes saying it was abysmal, it was yeah. terrible, there was no options, or I could really go into detail about the hot mess that it truly was. Uh, I think you should go into detail. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. I, I really appreciate it. I'm actually super excited to do this podcast. It brings me joy. I didn't got all the equipment for it. So make sure to tune in. Oh, and give me five stars, please. Por favore. Five big stars. Um, and leave a review. And this will be streaming on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, any major, major podcast uh, streaming network. And I also, oh, so my new, my other episodes I have coming up are uh, me and my other best friend. Um, Nick, we're going to be talking about. You have another best friend? We've been friends for eight years. So yeah. Oh, Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be t- speaking about cults. Um, we're going to get into two cults. One is interesting and one is just uber messed up. Uh, but if you want to get a little taste, it's called Nixium spelled N-X-I-V-M. Weird. They're weird. Um, and then we're also for Black History Month, which I might just start Black History Month in January and rock it all the way till February because, <laughs> um, I'm going to be speaking with Dylan uh, we're going to be ranking the Tyler Perry universe and movies and having a discussion. Very interesting. Please tune in. Um, and you need to watch some Tyler Perry movies. Good. Support a black business. Exactly. But also please yeah, watch with a critical eye. <laughs> please examine what you're watching if you're going to watch. Don't just watch for fun and games. Um, exactly. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please come back. I, I I like this and I I like y'all and follow me on the four one one with Leah. Is there any other socials? Yeah, I w- don't follow my main Instagram account because it's too long to even say. Or maybe should I go for it? It's <laughs> Leah L E A H, Leah 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 Leah. That's six Leahs, and the last is double L, well, <laughs> Leah. So like L and then Leah. <laughs> if you want to know why that's my Instagram name, it's because I'm extra AF. So why not have an extra Instagram Six name? Six times extra. <laughs> With a double L. Yeah. With the double <laughs> One of my nicknames in high school was Lathria. Because if you flip my Because <laughs> one of my... One my one of my emails was L three or no my Snapchat at the time I deleted my Snapchat though L three A H, so one of my mm-hmm. friends called me Lithria, and then my <laughs> nickname in middle school, my nickname in middle school was Laquifa because me and my one friend Stephanie <laughs> were obsessed with the word queef. We thought queefs were so funny, <laughs> so she was Tequifany, and I was Laquifa. <laughs> I don't know why I gave that little tidbit of information, but (laughs) happy new year and please have a great rest of the week. Um, And yeah, it's the year of the elephant. Laquifa, thank you for having me. Or Lathria or Sparky, but I don't like Sparky because that's like a dog. Like, come here, Sparky. Mm -mm. And I'm pretty sure (laughs) some people tried to talk to me like I was a dog and I had to set them straight. Get it. So yeah, uh, 
I'm sorry for adding all this extra information, but you get to know a little bit more about me. We're so black. This is like when people are like, all right, I'll see you as you're leaving the like house. You keep on talking. Just keep talking Bro, until you get to the car. That'll be the most irritating Yo, part about when I was ready to this leave. This is literally it. This is it in real life. <laughs> when I was ready to leave, like, the and listeners my mom, are like, okay, y'all need to wrap it up. I know. My mom would be like, about to leave the house or something or about to leave someone's house and she would keep talking i'm like didn't mm-hmm. you not just say goodbye like you keep saying goodbye exactly well goodbye all right we're gonna get out of here this is this is it no more information to be added stay blessed live less blessings there we go happy 2021